welcome to day 114 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. Uh, we're in the book of Judges, where the uh, the drama happens on, on cycles. Uh, Israel cries out to the Lord, He delivers them. They soon become complacent, uh, walking in His blessing and His grace and His goodness. And as they do, they're distracted and drawn away by the, the gods of the land. And as they're drawn away by the gods of the land, God begins to judge them through the peoples of the land. And God raises up a deliverer, of course, which is a picture of the ultimate deliverer that he has raised up for us in, in uh, Christ Jesus. And, and you see the constant rhythm that the Holy Spirit is on these people. And of course, you see that in Jesus as well. Uh, we turn to uh, Judges chapter 4, and uh, we turn to to Deborah, before we do, let's offer ourselves in this moment, uh, as always, to the Lord, knowing that this is a, a moment not just to read a story and be involved in a, uh, going through Scripture, but to allow Scripture, as one of my mentors used to say, it's not the number of times you've been through Scripture, it's when number of times Scripture has been through you. Mm-hmm. So let's allow that in this moment. Katie, you mind lifting us mm-hmm. up? Father, thank you for this passage that we get to read today, that we get to meditate on and engage with. Um, Thank you again. We've asked you, or we've told you so many times, thank you for your word, and um, we won't stop thanking you because you have um, blessed us tremendously by giving us these words to to read, to hold on to, um, that, that remind us of who you are, remind us of where we are in this grand story um, and words that humble us by your spirit um, and that that reveal your heart and and show us um, show us who you are as we read about your son and and all of these things that um, are in the Old Testament that really are pointing us toward um, the salvation, the redemption that you have planned in Jesus. So I pray that as we read together, God, that um, you would do a work in us, Holy Spirit, and um, that you would bless this time that we have in your word today. It's in Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. Judges chapter 4. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, now that Yehud was dead. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Sisera, the commander of his army, was based in Harosheth Hagoim, because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. They cried to the Lord for help. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lepodoth, was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Eboim, from Kadesh, and Naphtali, and said to him, the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, go take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun and lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to Kishon River and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go, but if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah, but because of the course you're taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kedesh. There Barak summoned Zebulun, Naphtali, and 10,000 men went up under his command. Deborah also went with them. Now Heber, the Canaanite, had left the other Canaanites, the descendants of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, and pinched his tent by the great tree in Zaanim. And you have to get all those vowels in when you're doing Hebrew. So it is Zaanim, near Kedesh. 
When they sold Sisera, when they told Sisera that Barak, son of Abnoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera summoned from Herosheth, Agoim, to the Kishon River, all his men and his 900 chariots fitted with iron. Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all the chariots and army by the sword, and Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Herosheth Hagoim, and all Sisera's troops fell by the sword. Not a man was left. Sisera, meanwhile, fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Canaanite, because there was an alliance between Jabin, king of Hazar, and the family of the Heber, of Heber the Canaanite. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come, my lord, come right in, don't be afraid. So he entered her tent, and she covered him with a blanket. I'm thirsty, he said, please give me some water. She opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him up. Stand in the doorway of the tent, he told her. Someone comes by and asks you, is anyone in there? Say no. But Jael, Heber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. She drove the peg through his temple into the ground, and he died. Just then, Barak came by in pursuit of Sisera, and Jael went out to meet him. Come, she said, I will show you the men you're looking for. So he went in with her, and there lay Sisera with a tent peg through his temple, dead. On that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, before the Israelites, and the hand of the Israelites pressed harder and harder against Jabin, king of Canaan, until they finally destroyed him. And, of course, you have a song immediately following it, celebrating the fact that, indeed, it was a woman in this instance who rescued uh, who rescued Israel. Mm-hmm. This is a good this is a good passage for us women <laughs> we like this one <laughs> murdering people <laughs> woman power grabbing tent pegs yeah. uh, and driving them through yeah, temple. good luck matt yes. uh, whatever you do matt don't, don't sleep. Go to sleep don't yeah. go to sleep <laughs> now, well this the, podcast is really yeah. off to a bad start there you go, katie. Uh, yeah. katie did what was evil in the eyes of the lord Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. One of the things I, I do. The Kreskis really, really do love each other. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I do love about this chapter is uh, it, there's there's almost this emphasis where you know Barack's thinking I need Deborah to go with me. You know, Deborah's already told him she's brought the word of the Lord to him. The, yeah. you know, the Lord has the commanded Lord you mm-hmm. to go, and and he says I will only go if you come with me. And she's okay, I'll come with you. But I love the question in verse 14, or really the statement. You know, go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? you know, and, and really, it's the Lord has said this, and because he said this, you know, he will accomplish it. His word accomplishes what he desires. And then at the yeah. end, when we get to verse 23, it's on that day, God subdued. You know, the, the emphasis throughout this chapter is not so much, you know, the, the strength of the people to accomplish what God has called them to do, but it's the strength of God to accomplish through the weakness of people. Yeah. You know what he's said he would do and, and so i just love that emphasis it, it just again it's a window into my own heart where I, I mean how often do i just perceive so much of what i do based on either my ability to do it or you know it's like i rejoice yeah. and boast in myself because i did something and yeah. i miss out no it's the lord who's gone ahead of me and, and of course that's a recurring pattern that we've seen you know, in the text you know all the way from the exodus where the lord uh, you know, stand back and watch the Lord as he fights your battle yeah. for you. All you have to do is rest in him. And, of course, you saw that as you moved into the land in Jericho where he, uh, with a really extraordinary battle plan, you know, delivered the city 
uh, into their hands, where it was very obvious that he had, he had gone before them. Not always, you know, obviously, he delivers both through common means and through, you know, extraordinary means. But a reminder that wherever the Lord has called us to go, he goes, he goes with us. And, of course, that's the final promise our Lord left, you know, with his disciples before ascending into heaven. Mm-hmm. Surely I'll be with you always to the very end of this age. You can also see as you're looking at, you know, Barack, and they're kind of talking about everything going on with, with Cicero, how he, you know, these 900 chariots fitted with iron, he cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. I mean, so there's just like, there's just 20 years of, of these people just oppressing Israel. And so I can almost kind of see just Barack's hesitancy in all this. And I know even myself looking at my own life, there's things that I'm hesitant to do or to consider or to believe. And then in all of this, even as Matt was alluding to, but even just the whole idea of, as so it gets to the final battle and all these things, and then it just talks about the Lord, um, oh, where does it say it? The Lord routed mm-hmm. you know the troops the other way, you know, and I'm just kind of laughing at that because it seemed like this oppressive army, we're gonna go against them again, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm scared. And then just the Lord just routes him this way and he's just so in control and so easily able to take control of the things that scare us mm-hmm. as people. And this v- villain, I mean, Cicero, Cicero, however you pronounce it, um, has been just this this big looming villain in their lives, I would assume. And to s- just picture him in, in verse 15, um, getting down from his chariot and fleeing on foot. I mean, he's all, all of his men are being destroyed, and so he just takes off. I mean, he's fleeing um, in fear. So, and that's at the hand of the Lord. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a cool picture. And and so he is scared out of his mind, and he flees to this tent where he thinks he's safe. And as soon as he lets his guard down, God uses a random woman who's not even an Israelite to to kill him. So pretty crazy stuff. No, it is. And of course, that was his confidence was in, a, you know, that's part of the the flavor of the text when you feel it uh, several times were mentioned chariots fitted with iron. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the end, he had to abandon the chariots fitted with iron uh, and, and flee on and flee on foot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and it's a picture of his confidence being in, you know, the things of this world or the power that, you know, the power plays of this world and those failing him. And of course, the confidence that Deborah had and, and JL when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when, uh, when kind of backed by, you know, Deborah or Barack rather, when, you know, kind of backed uh, by um, uh, Deborah, you know, felt a little bit of confidence as well. And then so it's a difference between the confidence in the things of this world and confidence in God. Mm-hmm. And it's not, again, that he does not use the things of this world, but the things of this world are never the ultimate reason for our blessing or our success. Mm-hmm. And how many times do we see that theme through, you know, the Psalms where it talks about, you know, kind of those who are foolish put their trust in chariots, chariots. you know, but those who trust in the Lord will never be put mm-hmm. to shame, you know, and those kind of themes are rising over and over and over again that we look at that and think, well, I've never trusted in a chariot, you know, or... But I mean, how often do we really put our trust in the and, things? And that's we a own good thing. Have you seen you know, the, the car that David drives? I was going to say, yeah. do we put our yeah. trust in our trucks? Yeah. Or? I don't have a truck, At so times. I'm good. Yeah. But we do put our trust in our homes and in our families. And well, you know, the, the psalmist said, you know, blessed is the man whose confidence is neither in horses nor chariots, uh, but in the Lord. 
And of course, uh, Jeremiah, you know, let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, but the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man of his wealth. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he knows and understands, you know, that I am I am the Lord. And uh, you see that uh, worked out in this in, in this passage. And you also see Barak, you know, forfeiting honor, you know, that could have you know come to him because of a a lack of faith. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, just like as you were talking about a minute ago, Paul, you know, Cicero probably had a lot of confidence in this chariot and what it provided for him. And yeah, I obviously have things in this world that I put my confidence in, that I feel secure in because I have these things and my security is found in in this world rather than in Christ or in in who God is and, and my trust in him. And so while this story may feel so far removed and so it actually speaks very clearly to us today. Well, and most of the time we don't realize our confidence is in those things until they are removed from us. And we begin to grasp yeah. after those things or realize like, oh man, my heart was attached to those things way more than I actually thought I was. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. Once, once we've lost them, the reality of how deeply they've ingrained themselves in our, our way of thinking, and, and again, our identity, our affections, mm-hmm. you begin to be revealed so really it's the grace of god in a lot of ways when we do lose those things because it pushes us closer to him the lord gives and the lord takes away Mm -hmm. according to job blessed be the name of the lord Mm -hmm. and and of course you know the psalmist you know prayed you know give me uh, neither abundance you know or wealth that i may forget you give me bread so that I will not steal <laughs> and uh, don't give me abundance uh, that causes me to forget you and uh, God's provision is, is, is what we seek mm-hmm. Matt why don't you close us with word prayer yeah let's pray Father we we thank you for Judges 4 and the reminder that you've gone before us um, in Christ Jesus to accomplish our salvation we thank you that you are um, our portion, you are the one who satisfies. And so, Father, we do repent uh, for the times where we've placed our confidence and trust in other things, um, things that are so lesser and, and so unsatisfying. Um, Father, would you expose us, continue to um, reveal those, those idols we cling to, and turn our hearts back to you. Uh, thank you for the grace we have in Christ Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.